0: Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show.
1: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network.
2: Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost, right in, turned out by Jority. That was a one-on-two. Now Jost, McKinnon, what right
1: the best Avalanche coverage in Denver.
3: And welcome to the BSN Avalanche podcast, Friday, March 15th edition. Adrian Dater coming to you live from the Pepsi Center today. Going to do a a solo podcast mixed in with some uh, player coach interviews from the morning skate today. The Avalanche play the Anaheim Ducks. The uh, welcome everybody to to a weird week, right? I hope everybody stayed safe from the hurricane bomb cyclone, whatever it was. Uh, We definitely got a lot of stuff. a lot of snow uh, up in Thornton, but uh, dug out now. Hope everybody else is, is good and safe. Maybe had a day or two off. Uh, played a little bit of havoc, too, with our schedule here at BSN. A little, uh, little uh, well, a couple of people got snowed in, so it happens. Not me, of course, but, uh, but some other people. Uh, but we're back on the beam today. <clears throat> um, I'm going to talk about the latest up-to-the-minute news on the avalanche, which not a whole lot. But just talk a little bit more about what's going on here. They've got 12 games to go, and uh, let's break it down a little bit here, okay? Um, the Avs <laughs> have to win tonight. I mean, they got to win tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. This is a team that played last night in Arizona, got beat. I think this is their third game in four nights. And the Avalanche have to... Have to take care of business tonight. If they have, if they really want to have any shot at all, still at the playoffs, they've got to win tonight's game. I think, in my opinion. I know the math says they would still have have a chance, but uh, if they don't, but let's let's face it, folks. The odds are now five points behind the Arizona Coyotes uh, for the second and final wild card spot. I mean, how did that happen, right? Well, Arizona got really hot. That's how. And they've beaten teams in front of them, uh, beaten teams around them, behind them. They've beaten everybody. They're 8-2 and two in the last 10 games. Uh, and so they now have a five-point lead on the Avs, three-point lead on the Minnesota Wild, who are two points ahead of the Avs. The Avs are in 10th place right now in the conference. <clears throat> and so, yeah, not only do they have to catch the Coyotes they still have to surpass the Minnesota Wild um tonight's game uh you know it's right there I mean Phoenix Phoenix Arizona is not playing so if you get tonight's game two points you're back to being down 3 11 games to go and you also you know um You still play each team ahead of you, basically. I mean, they they still play the Minnesota Wild once. That's next Tuesday in mini. They do play the Arizona Coyotes once more this season. That's at the Pepsi Center in about uh, two weeks. They still play the Dallas Stars one more time in Dallas. I don't know how they seem like they played all games this year in Dallas, it seems like, right? I know Dallas played here, too, but it just seems like every game is always in Dallas somehow. So they still got another one in Dallas. <clears throat> Dallas lost Ben Bishop last night to an injury, so maybe, maybe they'll go into a little funk with without him. He's he's got a shutout streak of uh, I believe 230 minutes, 53 seconds, longest in franchise history right now before he came out last night against Minnesota. So we'll see about that. Uh, bottom line is, folks, you know, take you got to win tonight's game. I mean, th- this is it. And uh, you know, talking to players in the room today, one of whom is Eric Johnson, who you're going to hear from here in a minute. Uh, you know, obviously they said all the right things. Yeah, we got to win, but it's like there's no like there's no choice in their eyes at all. It doesn't look like they have any entertaining thoughts that they, you know. They can absolutely afford to lose us at all. It looks like they're, if they're going to be serious about any win this year, it seems like it might be tonight's based on the mood I got in the room. I thought it was a really quiet morning skate, though. There wasn't a lot of chatter. Um, normally, I think that's a bad thing, you know, especially late in the year when teams aren't really chattering a lot on the, on the ice. Not a lot of laughter, not a lot of talk at all, really. Everybody just kind of skating around doing their own thing. There was a little bit more chatter uh, as practice worn down. But, uh, you know, maybe that's a good thing, though. Maybe they are being a little more serious about tonight's game. I don't know. We'll find out tonight. But it seemed like they are more bound and determined. So this next clip is uh, about five minutes of Eric Johnson talking about uh, tonight's game, a little bit about the season as well. I did ask him about, you know, I cried frankly, came out and just started out and asked him. I'm like, hey, Eric, you're a veteran guy. You know, we're kind of start analyzing this season here a little bit if you guys don't make the playoffs and i just asked him you know do, do you think it is there anything there to the fact that maybe you know a subconscious feeling of uh, next year is going to be our year creeped into this this team's room at all this year you know we got the ottawa's pick we got our own first round pick we got kale mccarr on the way we hopefully got connor Timmins coming you know did any of that seep into the room at all this year, maybe subconsciously? Like, hey, we don't have to win this year because next year we're going to be dynamite. I mean, next year we might have, you know, Jack Hughes skating or cacao uh, or whoever else is, you know, in the top five. I mean, they might get their own lottery pick. So, <clears throat> and, uh, but so listen to Eric's answer on that. Um, it's probably what you expected him to answer, but he, he did address it also talked to him about uh, the fact that he has been jumping into the play more with Gabe Landeskog out, and, geez, I even asked him if he sh- would like to play more on the power play, and he said, he's like, yeah, I would. <laughs> Either on the point or especially in front of the net. He, he has played in the in front of the net in the past, so, um, you know, I think I think they should do it. I, he has been jumping more on the play uh, five on five, but, but he still can't really get that power play time. I think they should get more myself, but that's just me. Um uh, so go ahead and listen to the Eric Johnson here, and I'll come back and talk a little bit more about that and, uh, and a couple other things. Uh, we'll take a break right after that. Uh, the interview's over. They'll come back, talk more about Coach Bednar's address to, uh, to the media today, uh, a couple lineup notes, and uh, uh, keep chat, chattering away here on the BSN Avalanche podcast. So Eric Johnson here, break. We'll see you after that.
0: arthur and the folks over at elixinol's mission is to educate inspire and empower others to live naturally healthy happy lives to learn more and join the cbd conversation check out elixinol.com
3: yeah i mean it seems like you guys have uh you know all year long the theme has been when i count you out or anybody counts you out you kind of bounce back or I mean, maybe when you guys get a little comfortable.
1: Oh, yeah. Slip a little
3: bit, <laughs> but there's still 12 games to to go on a massive run and turn it all into a happy story. So
2: yeah, I mean, you know, we still believe in here certainly, and uh, you know, I don't think I don't think there's anyone who's you know thinks we're not in the mix or can't get in. I think we all believe we can get in. It's just we gotta we gotta beat teams like tonight, um, you know, who are behind us, who are, who are out of it, and. uh yeah. You know, yeah. They don't have a whole lot to play for besides pride, and we have a chance to get in the playoffs. So I mean, we got to treat treat it like a like a playoff game, no doubt. Yeah. Because, uh, you guys,
3: you you know, you think sometimes this year, you know, you got, I'm gonna ask a weird question, but, you know, Ottawa, the pick, that whole thing. Do you think that played any kind of role on this team? What do you mean? They're looking toward next year a little bit too much? You know, anything there at all? I don't think so. I mean, uh... Oh, so we're going to get them little more picks, so we're going to be all set next year. Plus, we got McCarr.
2: No, I mean, there's no... Those guys are all prospects till they prove anything, right? So, um, you know, you never, never know how a guy's going to translate to the NHL anyway, so... Um, you know, if someone has thought that, I haven't heard it. But um, you know, as far as my mindset and you know, leaderships in, in this room, uh, there's been none of that at all. So, you know, you only get so many kicks to can to get in the playoffs and make a run of the Stanley Cup that to treat. Every opportunity you have, you know, like it'll be your last. You never know uh, what's going to happen in this game. And, uh, you know, I think everyone's everyone's mindset and focus has been on, on this year and, uh, you know, not looking ahead or behind.
3: Ah, I felt so bad last year for you. I mean, you, you did more than almost anybody to help get the team in the playoffs and you can't play. Yeah, that was tough. But you played one playoff series in this, in this team. I know, yeah, it's or tough. It? Two, two. No, one, uh, one, 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 two. one. Two would have been last year. Right, yeah. right, right. It would have been two. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so
0: it'll be nice to get in
3: again. <laughs> it's a tough league though, right? You know and I mean, you know, I mean, it's only—it's such a fine line. Uh, that game against Carolina, do you think? I thought you guys played well, and you have been playing well since the land injury. injury. Yeah, we have been. Um, is is that know. a function of you guys getting a little tighter as far as risk-averse hockey, a little, yeah. little, little tighter zone? And I, I, I notice you also jumping yeah. up in the play a lot more.
2: Yeah, I mean, with Landy out, uh, you know, it's uh, something that we got to fill by committee, and uh, it's a community effort. And you know, losing a guy like that hurts. Um, you know, he's been a pretty durable guy throughout his career, so having him out of the lineup is like uh, it's like Hercules or Achilles, you know, a mythological Greek god getting hurt. He just doesn't seem like it'll happen. You know, he's just kind of like a you know not he's like not human so it's weird to see him get get hurt and uh you know it's uh it's one of those things where we got to come together and uh you know against against carolina that goalie was out of his mind i mean uh it was we had some great a chances that he he robbed us on so you know we we need a similar effort and um you know i don't think that's been the problem i think uh guys are trying and working to get the job done it's just we got to have that killer instinct right now and uh, find a way to get it done because the points are so crucial every game that ticks away.
3: And do you take it upon yourself to jump in more or is it the coach telling you hey reins are off here?
2: No I think it just depends on like the score like you know for up a goal I'm not going to jump as much if we need a goal I'm going to jump a little bit more and uh, you know I I like scoreless
3: tide game too,
2: right? yeah so, or, or, yeah you uh, want I want to be a part of that I mean obviously uh you know you
3: got so much skill I always thought why not put you in the lower post power play once in a
2: while you know, yeah I don't I don't know I'm used to it I played it in the past but
3: uh yeah. a little bit with this team right or
2: yeah but yeah yeah up until this year but um yeah. you know it's just one of those things where I'm ready when they call my number if they want me out there great but the power play has been rolling along really really well and um, you know, you stay ready, and, um, hope, hopefully, uh, you know, if they need you, you're ready to go. Yeah, no,
3: I'll stop my last coach, maybe. Are you 6'5", 6'4"? Great for being in the park. Thank you. They're not going to be well. Hopefully, continue. Yeah, thanks,
2: man.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, we pump the tires in the PP. Here. We're good the front of the net once in a while. Tips? Set <laughs> so a pretty good screen for you. Yeah. But, yeah, you guys got it. Uh, well, Bourne had a beautiful
1: morning. <laughs> here three years. like,
0: 20. Well, oh, my gosh. Is that
1: really long? Barely.
3: Welcome into the BSN Avalanche Podcast. Second segment here on a Friday afternoon game day at the Pepsi Center. I don't know if you can hear, but uh, the Zambonis are in the process of finishing up their job here, polishing up the ice here. Anaheim Ducks are about to take the ice for the their morning skate. As it finished up theirs, of course, the, uh, the Ducks... Uh, are here. They will play tonight. <laughs> they seem like a very tired group. I heard they had a bit of a rough flight getting in here too. So I'm not sure how many guys will actually be on the ice here, but uh, they they have the ice here. Maybe I'll let you know here as the podcast goes along. Uh, Eric Johnson's comments. I mean, you know, we heard what he said about, uh, you know, no, I don't think it crept into the room. The the Ottawa pick, and that kind of stuff. You know, if if it did, I didn't hear. It, but and you know, he is a leader on this team. Wears one of the A's. Um, I don't know. I I think, uh, you know, obviously we take Eric's word. I just think it's something that maybe if this team does not make the playoffs at the end of the year, I have a feeling like over the summer, somebody might come out and admit like, maybe it did have something to do with it, you know. I just don't know if this team ever felt the the absolute urgent pressure to make the playoffs um, that – maybe some other teams feel like they got to win now kind of thing. I mean, the Avs have so much coming with this, this next draft, you know, th- on paper, at least that, that maybe there's a, you know, maybe it did seep in a little bit. Uh, this, you know, we're, we're, we'll, we'll be great next year. I don't know. It's just when a team doesn't make the playoffs that you think thought would have, and especially got off their great start, you know, you're going to start looking for, for reasons. And, uh, and that's going to be out there. So um, I thought Eric, uh, you know, was uh, was saying all the right things. Of course, he's uh, he can be frustrated after losses sometimes. Sometimes he'll he'll be critical of, uh, of the of the team itself. He never singles anybody out really. But uh, you know, he, he he's been frustrated at times this year. I know with with some of the uh, some of the decision making of the group and, and the play of the team, and he includes himself in that. I mean. There was was a bad game he had recently. I forget against who, but I think he was, you know, minus minus three or four. Um, You know, a lot of bad possession, puck possession numbers, uh, loss at home. Uh, Maybe it was that Florida game, I'm not sure. But, um, uh, you know, it's a a situation where, you know, he he is part of this leadership group. And fair or not, he knows some tough questions are going to be asked if this team does not make the playoffs. Now, nobody expected this team to go win the cup this year, probably. But, you know, I think we all thought that the playoffs were gonna be a formality, you know, in, in November, December, early December. this team was was well up in the Central Division standings. It was, it was cruising along. It had a favorable seemingly second half schedule with home more home games and road games. Not a lot of injuries. And uh, you know things just took a turn for the worse in that you know that uh, Christmas, post-Christmas kind of All-Star break period where they just they just had a bad couple months, you know, and uh, you know, worst worst record in the league for that that two-month period. I think it when did it start? Like uh, late, early December, um, and it just uh, it just uh, you know hurt the team a lot. It hurt them a lot. So it's not over not over yet. It wasn't over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. It's not over yet here either. Um, you know, I said last week on this podcast last Friday that, hey, it ain't over yet, folks. You know, the Landeskog injury is not a death sentence. Next game, they came out and played their best game of the year, I thought, against the Buffalo Sabres, and won. They, they did lose. They did lose to the Carolina Hurricanes the next game, and that, that, that hurt. They played well, though. I mean, they, they put 38 shots on net. Peter Mrazek stood on his head, and, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You know, they, they lost a tough. I think Carolina's a really good team, too. So, um, Simon Varlamov is going to start tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Now, he uh, had not started the previous two games, <laughs> and there was some talk about maybe whether, you know, Groobie, might start again in the third, but I thought all along it would be Varley because, you know, Jared Bednar, most coaches, Bednar's no exception, you know, if a goalie lost the last game, he's, you know, they're probably going to go with the other guy, especially when that other guy is the presumed number one. So, Varley's in that tonight. The uh, the Owls, by the way, have some new paintings and sayings in their room. I posted them on my Twitter. Uh, a bunch of bunch of old player names uh, in, you know, retired. I guess it's how I would describe it as what you see at the top of the Pepsi Center with retired numbers. Those same sort of flags have been reproduced on the uh, top walls of the locker room above everybody's locker. There's also replicas of the two Stanley Cup banners. And uh, there's a new saying uh, stripped across the end of the room by the where the tvs are they have a big tv in the room uh, I, I can't remember what it says but it's something like commitment sacrifice dedication something like that it's on my twitter you know it's things that uh things that get you fired up right so the Avs have have gussied up their room a little bit so uh took them to you know game 70 of the year to make some changes to it but uh it looks a little uh, looks a little prettier in there uh but back to the subject at hand the Avs. We'll, we'll start Varley. I think it's, you know, it's what you got to do, I think, when, when you got a number one. Now, it's going be interesting to see how he plays tonight because uh, he has had some tough games of late. You know, he uh, – I think he's allowed at least three goals in the last four starts or at least the last three. I'm right on either three. It might be four. Um, so, you know, he hasn't been awful, but he's, he's, he's allowing – Three or more goals again after after a run where he was, you know, he had a shutout. He was uh, playing better than that before. So, pressure on him tonight. <clears throat> of course, this team is not to be taken lightly, even though Anaheim is way out of the playoffs. Uh, look what they did to the Avs two weeks ago. Almost two weeks into the day. Avs go into, into Anaheim. A game they. Probably everybody was looking forward to get two points on, especially coming off of a competitive but tough loss to the San Jose Sharks that go in and get shut out by the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, really bad loss, I thought. 3-0 game. Grubauer was the goalie in that one. Uh, John Gibson got the shutout, but really he didn't have to do a whole lot. <clears> Has <throat> played one of the worst games of the year against this, this Anaheim team. So, you know, if anybody's counting on two points as a guarantee tonight, better better check yourself. Um, so we're gonna I'm gonna talk, gonna head into a, a Jared Bednar's thoughts on uh, on on the game tonight. What this break has been like for his team? He thinks. Uh, I asked about Nikita Zdorov, uh, whether he's sort of taken a, the next step that. Uh, that it seems like he's taken. He's getting more ice time. Talk to ask him about that, whether that's actually true or not. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to expand a little bit more on Z when we come out of that. So uh, let's get to the let's get to coaches coaches corner here. About five minutes to Jared Bednar. Apologies if you can't hear all the questions. Uh, my my phone was right up uh, on a podium today. The press was sitting a few feet be. know in front of the podium but uh i'm not sure you can hear all the questions but uh you should be able to piece together what what they might have been based on his answers um so let's go ahead and jump into that here jared bednar and we'll take our second break coming out of that as well please visit our sponsors we've got uh we're, we're brought to you today by bender's bar and grill by the way the best hockey bar in all of metro denver I was at Bender's last night, Thursday night. Yeah, uh, uh, just just hanging out, and watching some hockey, really. Uh, I live near there, so I like to go to Bender's. It's, uh, they got every single sporting event you can imagine on, uh, hundred hundred flat screen TVs in the place. He, my buddy Jim Armstrong's got every single sports package there is. You can watch. Oh, literally anything in sports world it's on there at benders especially hockey but gosh i was even watching a little cu basketball pac 12 uh, tournament yesterday in there so they got poutine on the menu they got i want to i had an awesome sandwich there too it's called the all-day philly cheesesteak sandwich it's basically a philly cheesesteak with scrambled eggs in it uh guys it's really good it tastes awesome Uh, It's got a breakfast sandwich kind of feel to it, yet it's got that great Philly cheesesteak taste too. It's uh, it's a a unique sandwich that they have over at Bender. Check that out. Tell them Adrian sent you. Uh, Jared Bednar here. Come out of the break. Talk a little bit more about Big Z, a couple other odds and ends, and uh, wrap it up for game day podcast. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast. See you after the bend.
0: Green Mountain Dental has a long standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouthguards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing. You know, just very friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. Good morning.
2: Morning. Good Playing a tired team, they played last night in Arizona, I think, for three and four nights or something like yeah. that, but uh, how, how important is it
1: to jump on them early? Huge. Yeah, our start's going to be key tonight. We have to get on the balls of our feet, we've got to get on our toes, and we've got to get skating and, and make our speed a factor tonight. The, the, no better time than to get after a team at the start of a game than tonight. We've
3: done that the last couple of games. Uh, last game, got robbed, but... Uh, yeah encouraging uh, things since Landy went out it seems like you guys are playing with a little more urgency. Yeah, I think that's a factor of the injury itself that guys take a, a little more.
1: Yeah, injury, the time of year the importance of the games I mean we know that we, we, we got to win. We have to win. Especially, we've had the three-day break here to kind of reset mentally and physically and get rested. And um, you know, everyone around us is winning, so we're falling further in the standings. We, ha- we have to win, and, and you know, it's a, you can't you can't leave it up for grabs. So that means when the puck hits the ice tonight, we got to be jumping.
3: Is that break something you probably needed?
1: We definitely needed it because we have some guys that are dinged up with some you know injuries and. Yeah, I think also the grind of what we're going through right now and where we are in the standings, it, 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 it wears on you mentally, so you got to get away from it for a day or two and kind of get reset and get refocused. And So I think it's important break for, for our team physically and mentally as well. You've got Barlamoff back in that. Any other lineup changes? The lineup's going to stay the same. Tonight, just far in the net. What would you say you've seen from Nate over the last week or so, whether it be on ice or off ice, that lets you know he's really engaged in the moment? Well, I mean, if you look at especially the last couple of games, he's been a difference maker every time he's touched a puck and, and jumping early in games and trying to be a difference maker right away from the drop of the puck, which is what we want our whole team to do, like I touched on. And um, I, I just like his energy. I like his commitment to check and, you know, that he's got to drive it for us. He has to drive it for us. Our top guys have to be, our, have to be the best players on the ice in order for us to win. And, and right now, I, I like his commitment. I like his energy. And he's, he's a determined player. And is he doing anything different leadership-wise with Gabriel being out? Or is he kind of still the same presence he's always been? Yeah, I think same presence. I, I mean, I, I know that he's he's trying to help any way he can. That's what you know, And that's what we want to see from our leaders. And all of our players in general and, and I think it's you know he he's he, he just goes about it naturally I think it's you know he's an intense player on game day um, you know he holds guys accountable he works and expects everyone else to work just like he does so I mean, that, that's what we need 60 minutes of that from every guy tonight.
3: The numbers seem to suggest you have a little more faith in Big Z uh, than previously. Is that fair to say, or is it just a function of the other guys, you know, uh, not playing as well, he has more minutes, or something
1: like that? I just I just like the way he's playing lately. I think the the um, the the grit and jam that he can bring to a game we need it you know and when he comes out and he's playing well like that at the start of every game and he's banging bodies and you know discipline and not taking penalties then, then he's going to play more That that's that has to be the sort of the backbone the staple of his game that we see every night and the rest of his game will follow but he has to be sort of a miserable guy to play against and, and I, I'm seeing it more lately so he's playing more
2: what do you know about Troy Terry obviously local kid. I think he's yep. playing his first NHL game back here.
1: Yeah, well, skilled skilled player. You know, he's, I like his vision. He can make plays. He had a good game against us in, in Anaheim. Uh, that was a, the first time I saw him live and, and I, I mean, you know, he, he looks like he's got a lot of potential. You know, like he's he's a guy for me that you, you gotta be careful, you gotta watch him, you gotta finish him, you gotta take his time and space away because he can hurt you on the offensive side of things. It looks like he's a real good passer and if you if you leave open men he's gonna find him so you gotta take away his time and space as quick as you can.
0: Just touching back on McKinnon, we saw him post him out there uh, during the blizzard just working away yeah um, what does that say about his work ethic I know it's
1: not necessarily surprised to you no I mean well it's strong it's as strong as any player I've seen to be honest with you Off season, very committed just every aspect that he has to take care of himself physically he's, he's really committed to his diet his workouts His he has a, a routine that he goes through um days off like that. He likes to go out early, likes to go shoot on the goalies and just work on little things in his game, especially his shot and just moving around in in different areas of the ice and, and putting pucks on net and you know, he's one of the first guys out the other day, again, working with the goalies. And, and and he spends a lot of time. One of the things he's a scorer, he thinks like a scorer. So you, you spend time with a goalie coach and goalies and see how they're supposed to react to different situations. I think it gives them some insight on how to put the puck in the back of the net. He's in tune with that. Okay.
3: Thank you. Welcome back. BSN Avalanche Podcast, third and final segment, The uh, brought to you by Bender's Bar and Grill. Denver's best hockey bar and grill by far. Westminster Promenade, their premier location out there. All kinds of food, all kinds of of original six jerseys, all kinds of hockey stuff everywhere, overlooking a hockey rink itself in the bar and grill area. Big restaurants full of tables, too. I know just plenty of places to eat. Lots of good food, as we mentioned. Check them out. Tell them Adrian sent you. So Jared Bednar on tonight's game. Yeah, we got to (laughs) win. Film at eleven, right, folks? Uh, Yeah, got to win. By the way, I'm looking at the Anaheim uh, morning skate here. Yeah, Uh, players took the option on this one. There are exactly two players out on the ice, and they're playing basically playing shinny with three looks like assistant coaches of the Ducks. Uh, So there you go. We got five total players. Total, five total personnel, the Anaheim Ducks here uh, on the ice. So the boys from Anaheim are getting their rest back at the hotel. And uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see Corey Perry and Ryan gets left probably later. Um, you know, Jared Bernard was 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 what it was. He was, you know, there's no more There's no more excuses, folks. There's 12 games left. They have to win. I would say, you know, I mean, realistically, I think they got to win like nine of them. You know, I think they got to get 18 out of 24 points to to make it. I mean, you, you got f- they five points back of Arizona. You don't—you figure they're not going to you know, just collapse. If they even go 500, uh, you know, that gives them what? Uh, let's say they go six and six. Um, you know, there's 12 more points for them. That's a uh, <laughs> now you're down to you know a 17 point deficit. You know, they've got to get. They've got to get 18 points, I think, to have a hope of passing them, you know, and that's if they play 500 hockey. So it's 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 not a, it's not great odds, but uh, they're still they're still alive. And they do play Arizona once. They do play Minnesota next week. Got to win those games, obviously. And here we are. Um, I thought. Uh, I thought that ben and I's answer on Zadorov was was a good one. Now I, I want to talk a little bit about Big Z. Now I think he's taking the next step, and the reason I want to talk a little bit more about Big Z is is his contract is up after this year. So, and I want to hear from you too out there uh, in the comments. Okay, so let's get your get on the BSN uh, laptop here, go into the comment section of this podcast, and let me know what you think about the uh, you know Big Z. I'm, I'm going to assume that mostly you want him back. Um, what price, though, do you think he deserves? He's making $2.25 million this year. He's had, a, I think, a good second half, and he's proven his sort of worth to the team in some ways that maybe people didn't always realize. The uh, the team, without him in the lineup this year, I mentioned this last podcast, they're 1-8-3 without him. Uh, I think the record with, with him is 29-19, is and 19, something like that. Um, so in and Bednar himself said, yeah, he's, he's effective and valuable for us when he's a miserable SOB to play against. And that's, I think that just finally sunk through to Z. There's no more trying to finesse it out there with him. Uh, he's, there's no more trying to, uh, to play a, a smooth analytical kind of game. Um, he's gotta be a miserable SOB to play against. And, and that's where he makes a difference. Now, the other thing though, that he's done better Still being a miserable SOB, he's not taking a lot of penalties. He's not taking as many. Um, uh, well, he was taking he was taking too many stick fouls, hooking, tripping, holding. He was taking too many of those fouls before. He seems like he's cut down on those. Uh, he did take that roughing penalty against Jack Eichel the other day. Got four minutes. Could have been worse, you know. Could have seen a suspension after the, over that. Really, quite frankly, he didn't get it. Uh, Jack Eichel did for his hit on, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Carl Soderberg. So the, the Z has become effective doing what he does, which is be miserable. And I think that just changed. I think he's always had that in him where he wants to be a miserable SOB. But now it's like I think it's just got through to him. That's how I am effective for any hockey team. I am six foot six, two 240 pounds or so, 235 Mean Russian, you know, I will break you. I mean, that's his attitude, I think, now, finally. Uh, yeah, he's going to make an occasional mistake. Yeah, he's going to get called for being too big penalty sometimes. I think he accepts that. But uh, he's become a real uh, intimidator out there. You know, guys, you can tell, are being a little, or a little definitely more nervous skating around Big Z. And obviously that is valuable to hockey team. If you got other teams' top guys that are, you know, or any forward that's nervous when he's around, that's a good thing for your team. So, I thought it was a, a, a good plus for Z for, for Bednar to say what he did. The question is, at what value will he be brought back? 2.25. Uh, I believe he's eligible for arbitration. So, you know, he's had past contract squabbles with the Avs. Uh, if he... You know wants the moon based on this year there could be more trouble he could be he could be headed to arbitration sometimes arbitration is not the worst thing in the world by the way at least you know there's going to be a settlement there's going to be a contract coming out of it uh most likely always a two-year deal so at least you know you're going to get that (laughs) somebody's going to decide it for them it's not going to drag into the next season uh if he doesn't get an offer he likes, he can go to arbitration and have an independent arbitrator in Toronto decide it for him. Arbitrators almost always are very favorable to the players in those decisions. That's why you hardly ever see any arbitration cases anymore. Most teams you end up settling right at the last second or you know, sometimes even after the hearing they settle. Remember that happened with Tyson Barry? Um, so... You know, I think the I think the good news is either way I don't think we'll see any kind of protracted holdout or anything like that going into the next camp with Big Z. He's either going to get an offer he likes and sign it or he's going to go to arbitration and get get close to what he wants. What will his dollar value be? Boy, good question, right? I mean, I got to say he's got to get it, you know, I'm going to say at least 3 million on his next deal. I mean, at 2.25 with the year he's had, I think it's been a pretty good year. There were some rough moments at times. Um, but I think he's been a lot better. I think he's got seven goals, which is, you know, nothing to sneeze at for a defenseman. More than more than Eric Johnson. More than most every guy in this defense, actually. So, you know, he's had a pretty good year. I think he's going to be worth at least three to an arbitrator. Maybe more. Now... Whether he asked for the moon or not, that's I guess that's going to be de- determined still. Wait to be seen. I mean, I think his agent still is Dan Milstein, who uh, was the agent for uh, Artemi Panarin, I believe, before Panarin dumped him for Paul Theophonus, the former uh, agent of Valerie Kaminsky, Alexei Gusarov, Sandus Oslench, old Avs guys. Um, and he's also Varlamov's agent still, so <clears throat> you know, I don't, I think he's still loyal to Milstein, uh, and I hope I'm right on Milstein having Panarin the client that dumped on. Her. I know somebody fired Milstein for Theophonus I think it's Panarin. So, um, you know, he's going to ask for probably, the, usually how it works is they're going to probably ask for more than they think they can get. The ads are going to say no, no, no. And it's going to go to an arbitrator and I think, uh, you know, very well could be settled somewhere near the middle or t- up uptight toward more of the player what he wants. That's usually how it happens. Um, that's if it goes that far, you know, you know, the, the thing is, do you sign Z too? I mean, do, if you're into the abs, do you offer him, you know, do you make a long term commitment to him four or five years, let's say, you know, He's only what 20, 22, 23. I mean, do, why not lock him up long term? Why not? I, mean, I think I think he's, there's a large contingent of fans that would love to see that. I do want to hear your comments on this. I know he does have some detractors out there. I've heard from them on Twitter occasionally. So let me know, you know, let me hear in the negative too. So I think that's going to be what I want to take out of this podcast the most is your thoughts on Nikita Zadorov's future here. He will be a restricted free agent. He can't get away UFA. Uh, It's basically, you know, the Avs either keep him uh, if they want or, you know, or they trade him. I mean, if they don't want him, there is obviously some, there were rumors that he could be dealt. I mean, Elliot Friedman put it out there that he, uh, the Avs were listening for offers. I think that calmed down. I think that the Avs and the Zadorov talked after that. And from what I hear, have a better relationship than they did. So so that's good. Uh, but th- should they go ahead and, and offer that four or five-year deal and just get it over with and say, Big Z, you're part of our core. You've proved how valuable you are this year based on our one-loss record. You're kind of a... You know a guy who keeps everybody loose a well-liked guy in the room you know everybody wants you to protect them out there so here's your reward four or five years maybe they give him, maybe they give him 20 25 million you know uh maybe they buy out a couple years of the ufa with a little bit higher uh aav that's common practice in this league or maybe they play hardball go to arbitration get pissed off about it and <laughs> he gets pissed off and maybe he gets traded I don't know what's going to happen yet with Big Z, but I have a feeling that the Avs want to keep him around more than they did earlier in the year, that's for sure. So so I think that's I think they should. My opinion is they should keep Zador, lock him up. Uh, Six-foot-six guys on defense who are still young and still learning and still growing maturity-wise and all that stuff, you don't grow on trees. I mean, he's a first-round pick from the Buffalo Sabres he has been a really electric presence for this team at times we all know what he can do physically and he's shown some offensive flash that uh, that has helped i mean remember that goal he scored in minnesota last year in minnesota that that goal that really i think it broke a 1-1 tie the wild they just tied it it's a huge game late in the season and uh, i remember the building was just exploding for the wild you know all those wild fans thought that the, the game was swinging back in Minnesota's favor, and then Big Z, boom, comes right back with a great wrist shot that b- picked the top corner past, uh, past Doob, and, and the ass went on to win that game, and I know Big Z was also a physical force in that game. I thought he was good in the playoffs, too. Remember, he was playing hurt, too, in that playoffs. I think he had a shoulder injury, um, and, uh, you know, he was playing hurt, but he was still pretty effective out there at times against, uh, against Nashville, so... Sign Big Z. I'm not his agent. Dale Nealstein's his agent, but I would say sign him up. Get it, get this guy in here long term. Stop playing around with, you know, um, scenarios where he can get away for for pennies on the dollar or something. Let's get it over with. You know, you sign him to a long term deal. You can still trade him if you don't like him. You know, guys with term are easier to trade, by the way. So any guy on a one year deal is usually harder to move for any kind of real value so signing the guy to long term doesn't necessarily mean aha we're stuck with him you know no that means you can actually trade him easier now if he gets uh no trade clause in his deal you know full no move that kind of thing then uh, then it's harder that's going to have to be negotiated uh but uh you know sometimes again you get a guy with a four-year deal they uh they can be easier to trade than the guy on a one-year deal so Final thoughts here from the Pepsi Center as I watch the shitty game. It's, uh, I think it's coaches three players, two here. I'm not positive, but, uh, not a whole lot happening here at the Pepsi Center, folks. That will change in a roughly, oh, eight hours or so. This place, uh, hopefully will be full on a Friday night. I know the, uh, the Ass fans are a little disappointed right now, but come on out. Cheer your team on, on a Friday night. I know this way it's good, good tickets, by the way, uh, don't, don't call me, but uh, check out StubHub's prices today. Uh, and uh, I put out a tweet the other day, too, how you get you can get $24 tickets to the Devils game on Sunday. Uh, check out my Twitter feed for that. There's a number you can call. i get $24 tickets with no taxes or fees. So, folks, I think that'll do it for me. Kind of a shorter podcast on a Friday, but it is game day. Um, we've had a weird week, so we're going to cut it off here. I want to thank everybody for listening check out bsndenver.com. yeah we've got some good subscription deals as always a little over two dollars a month gets you wall-to-wall coverage of all the teams in Denver, not just the avalanche but especially our abs coverage is second to none of course you already know that tell your friends and join the party all right folks for the rest of the bsn denver staff i am adrian dater see you at the game tonight if not See you next week for Monday's podcast when we resume what we do here. Thank you, folks. Talk to you later.